Ladies and gentlemen, for the thousands in attendance and for the millions watching at home, DCK Productions proudly brings to you the greatest podcast in the world. Come on. The greatest podcast in the world? Suck it. No, you suck it. No, you suck it. No, you suck it. No, you suck it. I appreciate it if you both suck it. Suck it. Welcome, everybody, to Suck It. I am the great and powerful Prince of Awesome, the King of Kings, Derek, joined as always by my metal goddess of Los Angeles, Nicole Carson. How are you tonight? Metal goddess of San Jose at the moment. That's true. But yes, yes. Uh, I like. <laughs> I like your little the red like uh vibe you got yeah. going on. No more That's green screen. Cool. Yeah. It's cool. I like that. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> no more green screen. I'm going like this from now on. I like it. i all I have is a dog. So That's good fine. old Mia. Little Mimi. I know. It's funny because uh my parents are watching her uh for a little bit. And so She's like, what the, like, where the fuck am I? She's walking around. She's like, these are new smells. I don't know where to put, I don't know where to take a shit right now. Cause I don't know where <laughs> it's like, she can't figure, she can't figure it out. Well, that's so. right. Cause this is the first time she's visited your parents. Right. Yeah. And I've only yeah. had her for like a month before that. Yeah. So she's already kind of like figuring out my place. And then she comes up here and she's like, where the fuck, you know? Yeah. And it's funny because she's like terrified of my dad. <laughs> so <it's> like, <laughs> my poor dad's like, I want to hold her. And it's like, she runs away. And oh my God, it's so That's funny. funny. So how was your uh, Father's Day weekend with your dad? Yeah. So how was your Father's Day weekend with your dad? It was fine. Fine. Oh my God, you just echoed like twice. Yeah, because. Bye-bye! Okay. Um, that was a Twitch. <laughs> it was good. We just went out to eat. That's good. I did absolutely Twitch, nothing. Twitch. I, I did absolutely nothing because I was all alone. Oh, that's right. Your wife's gone. Yep. I, she's been gone since Thursday morning. That's right. I forgot about that. Yep. I, I mean. Doesn't come back until Saturday. You're like, my father's day consisted of me running around in my underwear, drinking beer. And, and making burgers and tater tots. It was fantastic. Dude, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah! Speaking of <laughs> speaking of food, I know, right? I'm a, I can't wait for this. I I'm like excited. Yes, me too. All right, so without further ado, um, let's go ahead and bring on our guest for the evening. Um, he is a chef to the stars. Um, also trained under Emerald. Um, and just, 
done so many great things in the world of, of <laughs> in the culinary world. Um, so let's bring on Chef Ryan Rondeno. Hey, Chef, how are you? Hmm. Can you hear us? Ryan. Can you hear? Can you hear us? Okay. I can't hear Derek. I can hear the co. I can't hear Derek. Can you hear me now? He can't hear you. Why not? I don't know. That's okay, Derek. You can hang out over there. I'll just talk to him myself. It's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's really weird. You can't, Derek. Say something. Hello. Yeah, I can't hear anything. No, Nicole you, Nicole, you can hear me though, right? I can hear you. Yeah, I can hear him too. Okay, Chef, yeah. can you hear? Can you hear me when I when I talk? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Oh, Derek, poor Derek. <laughs> Figures. Derek, how should how uh, should he sign off time back on thing kind of thing or? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Have him. Uh. Just tell him to sign. Um. Log off and then hit that link and come back in. Okay. Derek says to try signing sign off, off and then hit the link again and then he'll let you back in. Okay. All right. I love live things. It happens. So that's fine. We'll bring him back on when he gets back on. Yeah, for sure. I got, I got some good questions for him too. Cause he's, he's works with a lot of uh, really cool celebrities. And I guess I know I saw that. I, can, yeah. I want him to work for me now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm sure that's gonna cost an arm and a leg too where is he look is he in new orleans no i think he's in la oh i thought i thought i read he was in new orleans but no he well, yeah then... he's a he's a new orleans chef he's he oh, okay um yeah perfect well he's my neighbor perfect yeah he's because he like he trained under emerald um and then he you know he's done Damn. things with like uh will smith and ashton kutcher and I think Tyrese Gibbs, you know, just the whole nine. I hope right, we can so, get the audio to work. Me too. All right. So he's coming back on now. Let's see if I can bring him on. All right. Bring him on. All right. Can you hear me now, Chef? Chef. Can you hear me? Yep, there you are. I hear you. Can you hear me? Yep, we can hear you. Derek? Yes, can you hear us? Can you hear Derek talk? Uh, Derek, you're going uh, in and out sporadically. Okay. I think it might be your internet connection, though. Because <laughs> you're kind of, like, frozen <laughs> on our end, too. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. That's okay. This is all part of the live streaming yep. fun. It happens. <laughs> as long as you can hear Derek's questions. Good. All right. Can you hear us okay now, though? Well, I can uh, hit Nicole for a bit. Wait, let me uh, try to put some headphones in. All right. He'll put the he'll put the headphones in. Yeah. Okay. 
I like his um his name though. The logo is cool. Yeah. Cook, create, innovate. And you like the the new setup that I have for us? Like all the 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 camera frames and the. Yeah, it's cool. And the um, Instagram. Yep. I love that. Spent all weekend designing everything. Really? Yep. No, it's cool. I like it. Hey, gotta you know, gotta up our game now that we're on video. Up the game. That's right. Headphones are in almost. All right. All right. Can you hear us now? Can you hear me? Yes. Here we go. Oh, Fantastic. Yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> All right. Look at that. Headphones make all the difference. It does, right? <laughs> uh, right. You know, I, I I need some wireless like uh, Derek. <laughs> so anyway, how are you tonight, Chef? I'm good. I'm good. What about yourself? Not too bad. Uh, it's like raining cats and dogs and raining. Yeah. Oh my God. Here in Virginia, uh -uh. it's it's bad. Tornadoes. Here. Yeah. Tornadoes. Everything right now. Yep. Oh wow! Yep, Virginia That's sucks insane. this. Virginia sucks this time of year. <laughs> <laughs> no thanks. No nah, you thanks. Know, it's a hot day today over here. Yeah, where are you at, No Chef? I'm in uh, LA. That's Woo! Okay. <laughs> you and Nicole. I, love, I live in LA too. Yourself, Nicole? I live hey, in. I live down. in. Yeah, I live in. I live in. What part of LA are you in? Like general area. No, I'm in uh, Woodland Hills. Oh, dude, I'm out there every week. Yeah, I'm. Oh, I live. I live near um, Studio City, but I'm always in Woodland Hills. Like every, like twice a week, I'm in Woodland Hills. <laughs> where are you in LA? I'm near Studio City. Oh, so you're right down the street. Yeah. <laughs> See, Derek's like, oh man, I want to be in on the oh, party. We have tornadoes, I, I, we have this, we have that. I need to get to LA. <laughs> so, Chef, I'm gonna, I'll call you. I'll call you. We'll hook up. <laughs> yeah, so, we'll, we'll hook up. Come on. <laughs> so, Chef, um, let's go ahead and uh, get right into it here. Um, tell us a little bit about who you are, how you came up about in the in the culinary industry, and kind of stuff like that. Kind of give us your little story. His my my little my little story. Uh, well, it's not so know, little, myself. but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, of course, I'm, I'm a chef from. Uh, I'm not from LA originally. I'm from uh, New Orleans, so born have have a southern background. Uh, come from a family full of cooks, but you know, um, at first, you know, they they didn't really know I I would do it. You know, I would, I would pursue the culinary career. So, I, but I've always messed around in the kitchen at a young, younger age, just kind of just inquisitive about it and hungry at the same time, you know, because when your parents were, you still got to eat, take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. um, so, just started to play it around, but really wasn't that serious with it. Uh, so, just started um, getting more, more serious about it, I guess, at um, 16, 17, you know, wanted to pursue it, but still. Still was backed off on it, so that's when I I went to college for engineering, but wasn't happy with it, and that I switched over to culinary arts and started 
um, going through the program, uh, which was the uh, Chef John Foss Culinary Institute in uh, Thibodeau, Louisiana, which is about an hour outside New Orleans for people that don't know. Um, then I worked at restaurants during that time, Commander's Palace, Emeralds, um, Gotro's, La Petite Grocery, and the list just goes on, Ralph's in the Park, up until uh, Hurricane Katrina. So within that time, I left, I left uh, Louisiana and moved to Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia, and worked at Emeralds again for three years and, until they closed. Then, you know, brought me out to um, LA to do some private chef work, which was, which was a different thing. It was a totally <laughs> different thing. Um, I think, I think when I first walked into it, I was like, okay, this is different. So, um, because, you know, you have parties, you have dinner parties, guest parties, and you would see people scrambling and running around like, like you're about to lose their head. But in my mind, I'm like, it's 30 people. It's, it's no big deal. <laughs> but um, you, you learn the style because it's more detail, more detail involved. Of course, when you're cooking for uh, celebrities, you know, they expect the highest standard. So you have to really yield to the higher standard. So um, moving out here to cook for Will Smith, um, some of the celebrities such as Diddy, Therese, uh, Kevin Durant exhibit. Um, we've cooked for Mercedes, Lamborghini. I've done some um, Emmy events, SB events, like during the summertime. Of course, not this summer, but during the summertime. And um, no, it's, it's been rewarding. It's definitely been rewarding. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, wow is right. Like I said, wow. not such a little story, but. <laughs> <laughs> not such a little story. But no. I mean, the, the story is just getting, it's like we're just getting started. It's always feel like, you know, I always keep myself there mm -hmm. to keep myself motivated. So it's like, okay, you're just getting started on this. Let's push yourself to the next, to the next level. Yeah, definitely. I definitely understand that. Um, so how have you been keeping busy throughout this craziness that's been going on? Um, man, it was, this is crazy. It's probably the craziest thing I've ever seen. I thought, I thought Hurricane Katrina was crazy, but <laughs> th this beats it by far. Yeah. But, um, um, doing a lot of meal delivery. I, I think when, uh, COVID first started, you know, everybody's sheltered in place. So, um, I, I was a qualified essential worker. So I could, I could do meal delivery for people, for clients and still get food to them and, still keep myself busy but now that you know things are starting to come out restaurants open and people are having dinner parties and events so you're able to see something see some events up to 10 people and still be able to cook your style of food mm -hmm. you know mask on of course or off <laughs> depends, yeah. depends on the uh depends on the guest yeah so i got gotcha. it's, it's been it's been interesting it's been interesting so but the craziest thing now that, you know, once the uh, city released, everybody can go go about where, wherever they want to go, have parties and stuff like that. It's like you, you feel bombarded. Everybody comes. Can you do this? Can you do this party? Can you do that party? So it's like you're structuring yourself because you feel more busier than what you were, which is a good thing, which is a good problem to have. But yeah, uh, you really have to really pace it, you know, so you really don't burn yourself out. Definitely understand that. Um, so you so you went from the restaurant life to the private chef life. Do you miss the restaurant mm -hmm. life? 
Uh, you do. I, I miss aspects about it. You know, um, it, it's it's different, but at the same time, I, you really don't because I'm still able to bring my style of food to events and the parties. You know, like I tell people all the time, it's more than a dinner; it's an experience. Mm-hmm. So you you're able to show people my, my style of food is totally different. I'm, um, we bring Creole the Creole style to LA, but we mess it with California cuisine, so we create something unique, something different for people to to try. So you know, um, compliments like your, your flavors are always different; they're always good. So you know, you, you take that and you you hold it, you know, for what it is. So um, um, do I miss the restaurants? Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> I, I, I think I think you missed the the intensity of it. Um, but um, that's about it. That's about it. I mean, eventually I'll I'll go back in the future for my own. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe maybe a studio city, but uh, <laughs> but uh, I mean, who knows? You know, we just you kind of keep an eye on what what restaurants are doing now. How are they handling? the situation at hand and um, going from there. That's awesome. It's awesome. I love it. I um, love food, Derek. I love food. Don't we, we all? all love food? I want to taste all your food. I want to taste all this food. Um, I'm a big fan of Cajun cuisine too. So that, that mm-hmm. yeah. So your, your food speaks to me and I haven't even tasted it yet. Um, <laughs> so let me ask you this. Um, you know, because I, I spent six years, seven years in the restaurant business before I got into uh, retail. And then, you know, I've been in retail now for almost 14, 15 years um, since I started doing this. And then, uh, you know, it's I, I can understand what you're saying as far as, you know, miss the intensity of it. But I, I do not miss going into a restaurant every day. Um, so, I mean, but it takes a special it's, it takes a special type of person to do that. So, I mean, it, but it on does. top of that, uh, it takes a special type of person to, to love food in such a way to where it doesn't matter. Um, and right. obviously you have that love. So when you bring that to your catering events, I mean, or, you know, whatever the private events, you know, what kind of, um, are you always bringing that Cajun style with you or are you kind of fitting it to whatever their needs are? No, you fit to wherever their needs are. Uh, okay. It could be French, it could be Spanish, it could be Asian. So whatever, whatever they desire, whatever their needs are, um, we try to fit it in. Okay, good. But at at the same time, you know, you have clients that just allow you to do your thing. You know, so but just because they allow you to doesn't mean like you actually do it. You still hone to what they like and they don't like, and you know, you you put your your spin and twist on it. You know, like uh, over the weekend, did a party, birthday party, uh, more French style, French. I, I would say French Italian style. So, um, Wagyu beef carpaccio. Uh, you know, they requested. We had um, we had kiss melon with uh, San Daniel prosciutto. We had uh, oh burrata salad, um, whole grill snapper. Um, you know. Uh, Putinesca. So it, it just it just depends on on what it is. Wow, you know, okay. like you're making me hungry. Yeah. I'm starving now. <laughs> oh my god. Starving. Well, I just I just ate pizza, and now I feel like I now I feel like on the bottom level talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can you save me a slice. Come on. <laughs> um. So tell me, 
and you don't have to reveal names if you don't want to. Who was your most, um, I don't want to say hard to work with, but who was your most demanding um, celebrity that you've had to work with? It doesn't mean, that's, that's, it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad like, thing. He's like, I'm not saying names on this. Are you but I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just no, saying no, there's no, people no. that are picky and finicky. It's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying there's anything bad. Well, I mean, there, there's levels to it. You know, yeah. you can't say nothing's wrong with it. You know, there, there's a fine line. Okay, you're, you're picky. That's fine. To, okay, then, then you're pushing it. Like, come on, <laughs> come on, man. Like for real. <laughs> Have you had you know, that happen? Uh, I, I think Diddy, Diddy was the uh, pickiest one, pickiest celebrity. Really? Yeah. He seemed. I guess I could see that. I guess I can see Diddy being like you that. Know. You know, and in my mind, so I mean, me, I'm, I'm, I'm easy going, I'm laid back, and I'm, I'm thinking like, why are you so picky? Like, what's your problem? <laughs> yeah, somebody cooking for you every day. It's like it's, it should be that easy, but yeah. you know, some of them are just that picky. Wow, that's funny though. Um, <laughs> but again, I can see, I can see Diddy being that picky. Um, how was it to work with Will Smith? No, it was great. It was a great experience. It was, I think, to me, if I if I had to sum it up, it was just like, um, like you're watching Fresh Prince, you know, that that whole that whole style, that whole vibe. Um, but at the same time, you, you learn a lot from him. You learn about his his work ethic. You know, his very strong work ethic. So you're able to take that and apply it to your your style of cooking. Well, of what for what I do, mm-hmm. and kind of help me take my my skills and my ethic uh to the next to another level so um he was always joking always laughing so but he loved good food you know he's not yeah. love good food unless you know of course unless he's training for something that's when you gotcha. have to tighten it up so um uh, he, he was a great one to work with um do you still work with him or no no i don't i don't okay. I, i've moved on moved on um the latest one is i'd say Kevin Durant. That's the latest ah! one. I've, I've been with yeah. Wow. That's exciting. Yeah. So, exactly. <laughs> Kevin so Durant. It's, uh, it, it's, a, it's a good experience, you know. Chill, uh-huh. you know, same thing. Loves good food. But, you know, you still have to recognize, okay, he's still trained for basketball. So, yeah. you, you can give him flavor for food, but still keep it, keep it right. So, so Will Smith is the same guy that we see everywhere. I mean, he's he's that same genuine, down to earth, just funny, quirky yeah. guy. Yeah. That oh, means see, the world to me. <laughs> you see that side of it. I guess have you seen all those um, those um, I guess motivational videos on YouTube or online or wherever? Mm. You know that that same aspect. So that's the Will Smith. You know, always encouraging, always positive. I was motivating you to get to the next level as, as a human being, not just professionally, but personally too. So that's, that's the Will Smith. I know. Wow. Awesome. That's amazing. So what is the weirdest thing you've ever been asked to cook? Um, nothing, nothing really weird. <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing really. Well, well I, I guess, well, I, I, just, I guess I have to look at him crazy because I, I wasn't a fan of it. Uh, Gefelta fish. Oh, okay. oh yeah. 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 Like, can you, like, can you cook that? Like, 
We can attempt. Mm. <laughs> I, I ain't gonna say I like it, but we can attempt. <laughs> but, Yum. Oh, uh, right. You know. Yeah. You know, um, no. I, I was like, I have no words for this. <laughs> <laughs> I've had, yeah. I grew up in a Jewish family, so I know. I know that. I yep. I get it. Yes, it's like yep, yep. That's it. I'm like, well, I'm like, um, I'm Japanese and Jewish, so I ate weird, a lot of weird fish, growing up. <laughs> you know. That's insane. <laughs> Not, but it's it. It came to it was one experience. It was during the holidays. Like I guess it was was it Thanksgiving or Christmas? It was one. It was one of those, to where we were cooking for eight people and they brought all this food. You 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 would. You would have thought a hundred people was going to be there. Wait, it's only eight people. You know, we had we had goose, we had whole goose, we had whole duck, we had whole turkey. Um, it was like, uh, wow. first of all, they were, they were like, okay, we we don't like frozen food. Okay, okay, fine. Uh, Three o'clock, I guess they wanted to, you know test the chefs. They brought a frozen turducken. <laughs> and dinner's at uh, <laughs> dinner's at seven. Like dinner's at seven, so I was like, okay, you brought first turducking in. So is this, is this the test? Is this the test of truth? Like, see if the chef's gonna crack or what? But um, we got through it. You know, you throw it out quickly and season it. Boom! By dinner time, it's on the table. Uh, but it was that um, they, but they couldn't decide if. They wanted buffet dinner or plated dinner, buffet plate dinner. Kept going back and forth. Then uh, they were, they were like, "Okay, the chef can't help you." Another chef, another chef you had. Okay, he can't help you. It's like so. I was sitting there like, "Okay, he's just here for no reason." <laughs> so, um, <laughs> um, so we got through it. Um, I don't know. I've you know, she she was a tough client. I don't, I don't think you know. I don't know how happy she was with it, but she was happy. Everybody else was happy, but you know, she was just a tough, tough client to deal with. So it's like, okay, never again, <laughs> never again. <laughs> That's awesome. So um, you have your own spice line as well, right? Yes. So tell me about that. How did that come about? Uh, spice line came about. I mean, it, it was one of those things. You know, it, we we all want to own. I guess I guess on, on the chef standpoint, you you want your product, you want your own, own restaurant, your own product, something in that nature to call your own. So you know, one day you you walk away from the kitchens, you still have to move, you still have to do stuff. They'll they'll give you revenue, give you profit. So why why not come out with you know start start with a lot of lot of rubs, a lot of spices. So you know, you start playing in the kitchen, you know, with different flavors, of course. Gotta have Creole, you know. Mm. Creole is one because I knew Derek was coming, so I had to make a Creole. <laughs> um, and you know, pay homage to where I'm from. Two was the Ancho Chili Barbecue because I, I love to grill. I love to get outside and grill, smoke, uh, do those things. Um, the citrus, uh, citrus herb, you know, something on the lighter side, something floral that goes well with fish, chicken, lamb, vegetables. You know, so something bright. But then, then came on three more flavors. The smoked coffee is which, that's one of my favorites. The smoked coffee Ooh. rub, which is mm. real nice, smoky, sweet. Um, I got a Caribbean jerk. Then we have gumbo rub. 
Oh my god! Gumble Rub is near, near, near to my heart because it, I can definitely understand people, that. Yeah, it helps people develop gumbo for, yeah. for ones that don't feel like they don't know how to. You know, it's um, has a lot of flavors in there that you know give you that authentic taste. So mm -hmm. um, it's something that I've always wanted to call my own. Uh, I've used it, um, used in different different events, different parties, because um, I've I tested it for like a whole summer. Whole summer just tested it on, on different clients, you know. Didn't tell them I was testing it on them, nothing because I wanted a raw reaction, you know, just to see, you know, if I needed to change this or change that. And, um, not er everything came out well, so that's when we moved into uh, bringing it to a manufacturer. So you, you have to test it, uh, get it tested again for mass production. So once, once that light is green, then we get ready to, um, Put it on my website, then get ready for you know possibly some stores. Gotcha. Wow. Awesome. Man, that, that coffee rub sounds really good on some pulled pork. Yeah. Or, or oh, some you ribs. already know. Oh. <laughs> yes. You put that with this like molasses barbecue sauce. Oh. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm gonna need to buy all of those. Yeah. Spices. The uh, yeah that would go really <laughs> yeah. good with a good Memphis style barbecue sauce. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. On, on some ribs Easily. or some pulled pork. Mm. Stop it! But I'm, I'm starving. Done it with, the, um, with, with the Carolina barbecue sauce too. Done it with, see, I've, see, I've never been a fan of the Carolina barbecue sauce. I've just never oh, been never a fan of it. Carolina. Yeah, I'm not. A, I've never been um, a fan of the Carolina barbecue sauce. Um, so no. yeah, two years ago. When we had that really bad hurricane over here that completely demolished, um, uh, you know, parts of North Carolina and South Carolina and the Outer Banks and stuff like that, I was working for a, a company at the time, and I went down there to help with the Recovery Act. And um, one of the guys that I went down there with said, "Hey, let's go find some good barbecue. We're in North Carolina. Let's let's find some good barbecue." I'm like, "Of course, let's go do that." So we just literally went driving, and we mm -hmm. found the the you know the you know, this whack freaking, you know, hole in the wall place <laughs> couldn't, you know, and it was a line out the door. I'm like, we're going there. So we got in line and I love this place. This place was so amazing. So we get in line and we're um, waiting. We waited for about a good 20 minutes in this line. And there's only like maybe 10 tables in the entire place. But behind the counter is these older, you know, just real Southern, you know, black women that just that scream southern hospitality right so however at the same time they also act like your mama <laughs> so there was this there was this guy in front of me that was um, talking on his phone and getting his order from his wife and relaying it to her and she just goes off on him yeah how are you gonna be on the phone in my line and blah 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 blah, blah. and just basically kicks, <laughs> she's like you know what if you're not ready now and kicks him out of the line and makes him go to the back of the line to wait and then looks at me and she goes you better be motherfucking ready and i said i am i am ma'am <laughs> so yeah I, and, and i'm like this is going to be the best food i've ever had and honestly it was the best barbecue I ever had but luckily they had a couple different they have memphis style barbecue sauce and kansas city barbecue mm -hmm. sauce and then they had the mustard base and the vinegar base ones and i just i tried it just because I, i've always i was like okay maybe my taste buds have changed you know maybe i'll like it now uh -huh. and i just i couldn't get down with the vinegar or mustard based sauces but you know that kansas city style or that memphis style i love it mm -hmm. and the, the thickness of it the sweetness of it 
it just oh, wow. pairs so well with that savoriness. I love it. Wow. Damn, I, I, I Derek. Love it all. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love Damn, it. Damn, Derek. Well, especially especially the the, uh, the Carolina because you the, the vinegar, you know, you have that that sour sour acidy uh, flavors. You pair that with like a slaw, a sweet slaw. Yes. You know, you, it's it's a balance. You, you talk yeah. about you talk about balance, mm-hmm. balance of your food. Especially with pulled pork. Yeah. Yeah. But see, like, uh, and that's, and that's funny that you mentioned that because even with the pulled pork, I'm not a big fan of it on. And I'm one of those guys that loves a good pulled pork sandwich, Memphis style with the slaw inside of it. And Mm -hmm. I just like the extra sweetness of it because, because sometimes, you know, a good place will over season that rub on the pulled pork. Therefore, you get a Mm -hmm. really good balance of the sweetness and the savory and the spiciness with it, which is just, phenomenal but like but you're right if it's if it's if it's not too seasoned then having that that uh the the nice acidity from the vinegar would be i think would probably be better you're probably right because i've had i've had those mm-hmm. vinegary based slaws and versus the sweet based slaws on it and i and it, those are phenomenal so you might be right mm-hmm. maybe i just never ate yeah. the right type of uh vinegar based sauce where i would like that <laughs> yeah it's, it's just it, <laughs> it's a balance it's all a balance um by the way, I'm one of those douchebag guilt, you know, foodie people who thinks they know what we're talking about. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, no, I, I mean, like I said, I grew up in the restaurant business before I went into retail. So, I mean, I know my stuff and um, I'm nowhere near on the level of a professional chef, but I can, I can, I can smoke some ribs. I can smoke uh-huh. some pulled pork and I can grill a hamburger like it's nobody's business, but that's about the, <laughs> that's about the extent of it. <laughs> So speaking hey, we, of which, we all love a good hamburger. Oh my know, god, yeah, yeah, beautifully seared, you know, nice crust. To the way the way he talks about food is just like beautifully seared and the crust. It's like ah, oh, this picture in my head, I can't. Oh. I mean, you you, it, it's it's all visual, you know. Well, till till you get to the to the moment of it, you know. So you you have to build. Build a story, build a story till it's time to actually eat the burger or eat whatever you're eating. Mm, yummy. And, and the, the aromas, the smells, the textures, the flavors. So, um, and, you know, you, you eat with your eyes. So, right. even, and that's, that's a huge aspect of it because you sit, you sit in a restaurant or you're looking at something online. The first thing you say, that looks good. I'll try that or I'll try that. And, you know, you, you hope for the best. So you hope that it's um, it's seasoned right. It's, it's not too vinegary. It's, it's all these things. <laughs> yeah, I got you. So, what are some of your um, common, you know, what are some of the things that you tell people when, like, they ask you, "Hey, what am I? What what can you tell me is wrong with this?" Or, "Hey, how can I make this better?" Like, what are some of your common tips for the biggest mistakes you see in the kitchen for the home chef? Put it that way. For the home chef, yeah. Uh, patience. Patience is key. Patience is key. Um, I think, you know, your people are cooking, you know, everybody's rushing through it, you know, rush, rush, rush. Cause you, you can taste something that was cared for versus something that was rushed. Mm-hmm. You could taste something when somebody's had a bad day and didn't feel like cooking. So all these things, it, it, it comes out in your cooking, you know, but if you're looking at, say you're looking at a piece of fish, skin on 
you know, you could tell if the skin, if it was cooked, seared properly, if the, the skin was crisp properly, or if it was crisp in different spots, you know, so, you know, you lower the heat and just allow the fish to do the work. You know, it works for you. You don't work for it. So um, that that's the thing, you know, season your food. Season your food is is an important aspect, you know, uh, even evenly layer it versus, you know, not seasoning with your hands too close versus you kind of bring your hand up a little bit and just season. So um, so you can season evenly, you know, so that you're not seasoning in spots. Gotcha. Wow. So what are some of you your, know, so, um, so what are some of your staples? Like if, if you had to say like five staples to keep in your kitchen at all times, what would they be? Besides the norm, besides <laughs> flour, egg, butter. Yeah. Um, yeah. Besides the norm. Yeah. Um, I, I would say, um, gotta have undoing sausage. Ooh. Undoing sausage is one. Wow, because I I, oh. I I can do so much with it. I, I can do um, you know, not not the norm, not not the gumbos, not the jambalayas. I've made breakfast with. I made andouille holiday sauces to go over uh, poached eggs. Um, f- for one, um, wow, you can do that. Serve that with clams. Make a ragu with clams. Serve that uh, with bread. So uh, clams, mussels. What I mean, whatever, uh, whatever you like. That's a that's that's one of them. Um, I agree with you on that one. <laughs> vinegars and olive oils, lots mm-hmm. of vinegars and olive mm-hmm. oils, tons of them. Because I mean, they're they're different. They they all they all different flavors. Um, whether it's uh, Italian, whether it's Greek, or it's Spanish, even California. So you know, that's one. I love passion fruit vinegar. You know, Ooh. Uh, I love the sweet sweetness of it. So that, that stays on the block. Um, I've never tried that. Chocolate. Yeah. Chocolate. Always chocolate, chocolate is a staple. <laughs> Always chocolate. So, you know, we had like this big five pound bag of chocolate chips just sitting. So we make, you know, whatever. Because um, even like you have the, you mentioned the pulled pork, but like a savory chocolate sauce would go well with that. Mm-hmm. Dang. So, um, that of course dessert you know but dessert's common yeah. um it's great mexican food so um uh that's that's another one um di- different flowers uh sugars you know so uh not just the normal um sugars coconut sugars uh you know things like, like that so uh it's always, always something different so just going out and exploring what's new and what's out there mm-hmm Oh my gosh, so good. Yeah, because I mean, I, I've never even heard of a passion fruit vinegar. That sounds amazing. I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah. I'll have to look that up. All right. So, yeah, I'm gonna you, ask... you could use a. Go ahead. No, a lot of fruit vinegars. Um, it's something to hold on to, especially if. Um, I, I don't think you're a salad guy, but you Actually, look like I a am. salad girl. Always so, a salad. I'll, uh, I'll no. do the salad, Derek. No, I know I'm a salad guy too. I do. I, I do enjoy salad. Like uh, Thursday, no Saturday, Saturday night, I made a, a grilled chicken uh, Caesar. So, oh, nice. Yeah, just but uh, just nice, you nice, know, nice. you know, I I've I mean, used like um the strawberry vinegar 
strawberry flavored vinegar on salad. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> like a nice candied That's pecan, yeah, blue cheese, some apples that I saute a little bit. It's really good. Oh, stop it, Derek. Stop no, you said blue face. cheese. No, blue cheese is what threw it off. <laughs> He, he 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 doesn't like blue cheese. I do not like blue cheese. <laughs> oh, I'll eat all the blue cheese, all of it. <laughs> you, and my, you and my wife can take right. all the blue cheese you want. I don't. I'm I will. I will, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Even with a uh, you know hot wings, I have ranch. I I can't do blue cheese. It's just you know, uh, it, that's crazy. I, I, I'd never make it to the blue cheese. I'd go straight to the hot wings, you know. So blue cheese, it's just there. It's like, let's give it hot wings and that's it. Yeah. All right. So let's talk American cuisine for a second. Now, mm -hmm. there, I don't know if you pay attention to, you know, the, the interwebs too much, but for a while now, there has been a debate about the best way to cook a steak. <laughs> okay. And the three, mm -hmm. and I'm not talking about grilling it or, you know, wood fire. I'm, not, I'm talking about inside the kitchen, pan searing it. So there's three different ways that right. people are talking about, whether it's just a straight pan sear or it's pan sear, then finished in the oven or the reverse sear where you cook it in the oven for 200 for an hour and then pan sear it real quick. Have you tried all three ways? Obviously, I'm sure you have. But what is your preference? What do you think the best way is? For me, uh, I've, I've I've done them all three ways. I think for me, um, uh, pan sear is straight up. Pan mm. sear is straight up. Get a nice crust on it. Um, then just cook it up to temp. Cook it up to whatever temperature you you, de you desire. You know. Mm -hmm. um, and in the cast iron pan, of course. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Obviously. Of course. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> There's nothing else. I use my cast iron for you everything. Know, um, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, sear it, season it, sear it on uh, both sides. You know, hit it with some butter, some garlic, some thyme, some fresh herb, rosemary, whatever, whatever you want to put in there. And because um, you can really taste the crust, a nice, beautiful crust. In it because I think, think to me, you 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 building the flavors up, the bit, flavor sitting in that pan, it you know sp speaks volumes versus um, okay you you can reverse sear, and it works well, but um, it's uh, you you you're you not I don't think you're really cooking it in the pan, you know some people don't and some people just cook it in a sheet pan and just um, put it in the oven for low and slow for an hour, then try to put it in the pan and I'll cook it that way. Mm -hmm. So I think to me, it's, I mean, it's good, but it's more flavor starting in the pan and just cooking everything in the pan, like a one pot, one pot dish thing, uh, sort of. So I got you. Now it's, it's, it's all about the flavor. I, I definitely understand. I definitely agree with you on that, especially when it comes to a good piece of meat. Now I'm a, one of those types of guys that loves a good ribeye or a good strip. And sometimes those are more grisly or more fatty than others. So for me, what? <laughs> hey, the, the more fat, the better. Come on. Correct. But that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's, I love that piece of it. He's like, uh-uh. No, no, no. The more fat, the better. I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. Um, but for me, I've always found it difficult. And if I'm just straight searing it in the pan – 
to get that, mm-hmm. you know, to get that, um, that, uh, fat to melt. Therefore it becomes part of the steak instead of an, an annoyance. And when you're eating it, so, you know, mm-hmm. if you're going to straight pan sear it, what are some of your tips for steaks like that to avoid what I'm talking about? Well, uh, if, if you're going to straight, straight pan sear it, um, I'll, I'll, I'll let it pat in the, um, I'll pat it down in the, uh, paper towel. I'll pat it well. Remove, mm-hmm. remove all the moisture, as much moisture as you can, so you can get a the correct sear, the correct crust, and you allow the fat to render in the pan. So it's not uh, once it, once it hits the plate, it's it's not gristle on on your plate. Gotcha. So um, that, that's the way. I, that's the that's the technique I, I like to use. So for going straight from package to pan is where the mistake is. It needs to be patted down and dried out first. Well, I mean, not, not just steak, uh, chicken, I even do it with fish, I even do it with scallops. So all, all these proteins, if you want a, a beautiful crust, you know, you can pat it down in a paper towel. Okay. Hmm. I've never heard of that before. Just pat it down, Derek. Just pat it down. Pat it down. <laughs> I mean, now I have um, dry aged a steak in the refrigerator before um, with some paper towels mm-hmm. and just letting it sit overnight. And that way did come out the best. Um, but just patting it down beforehand, I never thought about. But yeah, I, like I said, I've done the mm-hmm. dry aging inside the refrigerator and that was phenomenal. Well, that's, that's another technique too. Yeah, if you want to uh, help remove some of that moisture you can dry age in the fridge just like you say as well wow you know um plus you can season it overnight in the fridge too except for the salt you know season everything except for the salt because Why that? you know the salt will bring out the moisture you know mm. so it'll um, be too dry dry steak yeah okay too dry you uh. know so who wants a dry steak <laughs> ain't nobody got time um, for dry so steak that, that's another technique I know, right? We ain't got time for that. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, the, the, that's a technique used, especially for um, even holiday time. You know, you, you brine a turkey, um, you brine it, you take out the brine, you you, you dry it, then you put a uh, dry marinade on it, then you just stick it in the fridge, let it sit overnight till it, for the next morning and just bake mm-hmm. it off. Mm. Wow. I have a random question. So, being mm-hmm. in LA, there's a lot of fad diets, right? A lot of like specialty mm-hmm. diets and stuff. Do you ever have to cater to like celebrities or clients that want like all vegan or gluten free or whatever? And is that more difficult to like come up with recipes that aren't meat based or do you use alternative meats and things like that? I'm just curious because LA is like, I mean, I know like I, I'm not a huge, huge meat eater, but like, I know a lot of my friends are full vegan and they're like, and gluten-free and they're lactose free and all this stuff. So like, how do you cater to that population? Well, I mean, um, my, my thing is if, okay, if you, if you're going to cook vegan, if you go cook vegan in LA, I, I think there's no, there's no need for meatless product. Because there are so many varieties of vegetables, things of that nature across California that you can use and create something special versus, okay, I'm just going to grab this um, this meatless burger or whatever and cook something with it. You know, so 
it's it's you, you can raise the bar to cooking vegetarian or vegan food for that client. You know, but even even as far as That's vegan, a great I, answer. I, well, I'm going to need him to cook vegan food for me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, gluten free, you know, I think um, it seems like that fad has gone away, but there's still some hanging on. Yeah. Um, um, there, there's different flours you can use. Um, yep rice flowers, coconut flowers to kind of really, um, really to pass that versus, you know, they're freaking out. Is it gluten free? Is this gluten? Is that gluten? Yeah. I mean, you'll you be, you, you, you be surprised even about my, my, my rubs. Um, people are like, oh, is it gluten free? It's like, yeah, it's gluten free. Oh my God. Yeah. That's a <laughs> so, huge, that's a huge thing. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. It's a huge thing everywhere, but LA is a little, I mean, it's very like, you know, health conscious. Right. So, yeah. Well, I think partly, it might, yeah, I, yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, but at the same time, I think with diets and lifestyle changes, such as like, uh, the ketogenic diet or paleo diet diet, those types of, um, ways of eating and those types of way of cooking have kind of opened up a whole new doors for gluten-free cooking. Cause I mean, obviously, cause there's no, mm -hmm. there's no wheat and there's no grain at all in either one of those types of uh, eatings. So I think that right. has opened the door to a whole new slew of things. Mm -hmm. Oh, that, that's correct. Yeah. That, that's correct. Cause one of my favorite ways of eating, even though I, I love bread, I love my rice. I do. I do enjoy eating keto, uh, keto friendly. Mm -hmm. Um, actually my wife, when she comes back okay. from her vacation this Saturday, we're going keto again. And I did it for years when I was, <laughs> when I was a pro wrestler, when I was in the gym constantly and all the other stuff. And it is, I mean, for somebody that has a low, mo low metabolism and just, you know, genetically, you know, bad weight, you know, you know, family history of that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. That is definitely a way to go. And I, I absolutely love it because I could eat, you know, two pounds of steak and Brussels sprouts all week long, and then go to my doctor, and he'd be like, "What'd you eat all week?" Oh, I ate about fifteen pounds of freaking red meat. Okay, let me go test your cholesterol. Oh, <laughs> you're perfect. It's it is the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. I you know I started eating more red meat and cut out everything else, and I my cholesterol went down. It was the oddest. It, yeah, it's very very it odd is, how that it's works. Very odd. It yeah, it's very odd. But I, I guess you know because you it's it is is balanced balanced cooking you know well I mean for I think you still need um a lot some light carbs to go with that you know because every everybody's body is different it handles, yeah. handles it differently yeah yes. you know it may it may work for you but it may not work for you no so, right um, exactly that's the things you have to find a, if if you are on a diet you got to find a diet that you can tell it to that can be effective for mm -hmm. your body yeah and i love what, but. you got it yeah exactly like i love the lentils i love quinoa i love there's other mm -hmm. like grains i, mean, I love i dude i eat, i mean i'm japanese dude i eat, I eat rice like <laughs> it's like i have to have white rice white rice white short grain rice it's very important right yes and, oh, and that's, that's very important yeah. you know and quinoa. Um, oh, you got, quinoa. You got the rice, the, the basmais, the jasmines, the farro, even farro. Even farro I love well, farro. So, um, yeah, it's so yeah. good. Oh, see, that's the kind of stuff mm. I like to cook because I'm more. I eat a little more healthy. Like I'm more of a mm -hmm. pes I'm more a pescatarian right now. I eat a lot of fish, lots of lots of fish. I like, <laughs> but I like to cook and experiment with different casseroles and things that I can put quinoa 
or like enchilada, but make mm -hmm. it a little more like vegetarian. And I love to do that kind of. So you guys are talking meats. I'm like, I love meat, but I don't eat a lot of meat right now. I'm like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, but even even like okay, if if you're vegetarian, I mean, you you can step outside your zone and do different things. You know, I, I tell people, you know, extract extract as much flavor as you can. So you know, you can allow each vegetable to really stand on its own. You know, on to, on two feet. Um, so you got butternut squash, McFritters, oh, uh, tomatoes. Yeah. I like that. Smoke them. I love, love smoked tomatoes. Ooh. It gives it a whole different. Dang. But it's, you, you smoke them whole. It smoke like little cherry tomatoes oh. whole. So you put it in your mouth. It's just this burst. Burst of flavor, burst of smokiness in your mouth. So um I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have, to, I have to I have to go cook some tomatoes now. <laughs> Damn. God. That, that's amazing. Dude, that sounds amazing. I it's love really making good. like caprese, so like the this fresh mozzarella with basil and vinegar mm. and the tomato an eggplant. I like to smoke uh put eggplant in the oven and bake it and then make a right. little thing. Oh my gosh. Now I'm hungry. I need to go eat dinner. <laughs> Oh. See, you, you can even um you, you can even make a melanzani style you know slice it like the eggplant thin mm -hmm. um uh, grill it on both sides then stuff it with like goat cheese or mozzarella um okay you know, chef i'm, I'm gonna, herbs, I'm, like, I'm gonna hit you up like man we're gonna have, you're gonna have <laughs> one cooking hey. lesson that's all i want is one you gotta have a cooking one lesson. Time. Come on. <laughs> just one oh. just one so i just need to one time uh, or, or two times or three or, or all the time whatever whatever works you know. again you know hey, I just, whatever works i just ate some uh some good pizza and now i'm like okay <laughs> i i regret my decision <laughs> oh derek i'm making some uh i'm gonna make fish tacos for dinner oh there you go see i can fish i can go for a good great. shrimp taco right now i love yeah. shrimp tacos yes mm. oh shrimp tacos work that, that sounds amazing yeah, there's a little place in town. Um, one of my one of the favorite things I love about where I live, I live in Northern Virginia, right outside of D.C., um, right there at the D.C., Maryland, you know, Virginia border. And I, I came from Florida. I lived in Florida for 20 some years um, and I have found better seafood in this area than I had in Florida. Hmm. Really, really. Like some, really? some well, of the, I mean, you, you have, yeah, I mean, uh, well, you have great oysters out there. Oh my God. Mm. Yes. Uh, cause we get, you know, especially the, um, uh, black duck, black duck farm, a uh, black duck salt farm. Uh, yeah. Oysters out there in Virginia. Mm -hmm. Yep. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. There, there's actually a place nearby me. Um, that's an oyster bar that actually gets oysters from all over the country. And, you know, so you can actually pick where they, what bay they come from, what region they come from, and you get nothing but those types of oysters. And it's just phenomenal. I mean, but like the crab here, the blue crab, just nothing better than a blue crab. Um, <laughs> you know, especially in a, in a, you know, uh, a crab cake, just. Oh, mm. so good. Oh my god! You, you know, and, and but that ass was crazy about different parts of the earth because I, I thought, I mean, I, I love blue crab um, to, to my heart, but I went to Hawaii Ooh. and I had Kona crab, 
Mm-hmm. And you talk about crab, just like butter melting in your mouth. Like it was, it was something like I've, I've never tasted before. You just put it in, it was silky, it was smooth, it was buttery. And I was like, yo, know, I, I thought, I thought blue crab was it for a second. <laughs> but this, <laughs> this has it right now. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I don't so, like you know, about blue crab is cracking it because it's so, it's so small. It's hard to get everything out of it. But yeah. That, that's um, true. My brother actually yeah, lives in Hawaii right now, um, and he's had Kona crab, mm-hmm. and he's told me amazing things about it as well. Yeah, it, it's an amazing thing, you know. Yeah. But I, I do stick, I do stick to blue crab, you know. Like I said, make make some phenomenal, phenomenal crab cakes. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's getting it at the right time, you know. You want the sweet, sweet crab meat to really help give you a flavorful dish. But I also love those little crab claws too. I don't know if you had those. Mm-mm. You know, so we 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 have those down in um, down the south, down in New Orleans. So little crab claws, you can either fry them or you can marinate them, mm-hmm. and just take one one by one. Just take a bite. Oh, that sounds so good. Sauce and eat. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of my favorite things that most people just some either they love them or hate them. They have like no in between on them. Are uh, you know crawfish. And I love crawfish. Absolutely. Love oh my God. If they're cooked right and they're cleaned properly, just yes. Nothing better in the world. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't beat it. It's, it's how how you cook it, how you season it. You know, you want something that that really stands out. You know, I because I used to tell people like if, if I'm sick. I don't take medicine. I'll, I'll eat crawfish and the heat, the spices, it'll just flush it right out. Mm. So, wow. So, um, if you could only create one Cajun dish for the rest of your life, like you're, you are banned from cooking anything else other than, <laughs> you know, this one dish. That was, yes. That was Cajun. Which, what would it be? Like basically oh, your all time favorite gumbo. Cajun gumbo, gumbo easily, easily, yeah, yeah. You know, because um, you got any time of the year, mm-hmm. you know. Even though some people only, I guess, one well, in the South is any time of the year, but I've seen other places they don't eat it at certain times, maybe around the holidays or something mm-hmm. like that. But uh, it's universal, you know, because you got seafood in it. I've had duck, duck and andouille gumbo. I have, of course, chicken and sausages, which is popular. Um, rabbit is another rabbit gumbo is another favorite of mine. Rabbit, wow, <laughs> yeah, yes. So um, you can go any way, and it depends on what region of Louisiana you're from, too. Of course, in the South, we eat rice. I've seen, you know, in Cajun country, you fit some somebody with mashed potatoes, somebody with potato salad. Wow. So it hmm. it's very universal in, in that aspect. Wow. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I can I can I love me some gumbo, but I'm actually a jambalaya guy. Oh yeah. That nice. is that is one dish <laughs> that I could have twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, as long as it's chicken, shrimp, and andouille. If it's all three, yes. then we're good to go. Oh, uh, just 
If you ever, <laughs> if you ever overmake a pot of jambalaya and you want to ship it to Virginia, please hit me up. <laughs> hey, hey, you, you got it. But you know, you, you got you got to try with crawfish in there too. Yes, I've had that way too. Yes, you know. Yes, yeah. I've had it that way too. That's so good. Oh my god! But yeah, no jambalaya is my thing. I I can I can I make a mean homemade jambalaya. Not you know zatarans from a box. No no no. I've 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 uh, I, <laughs> I I took em, I took right. Emerald's uh, took Emerald's uh, recipe and kind of tweaked it to make my own. Oh, that sounds so good. Made, made it your own. There you go. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You, uh, okay. <laughs> brown, brown, brown or red? Brown jambalaya or red jambalaya? Brown. So the brown, of course, well, the red, of course, has tomato in it, and the brown yes. doesn't. Correct. Which, which is. I, no, I, I said brown. Um, yeah, I like brown better. Yeah. Yeah, yes. I like the brown better. a lot better. Yeah, I? because the, the tomato, I think, overpowers sometimes, and a lot mm -hmm. of the seasoning doesn't come through because of, of the overpowerness of the tomato. Right, exactly. Dang, you guys, I need to have some. <laughs> Jambalaya now. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had a, a really good jambalaya before. No, I don't think so. You're gonna, I'm gonna, need, I'm gonna need to. Yeah, can we change that, please? We gotta, we gotta fix yeah, all these yeah, issues yeah. over here. You know, we, we gotta catch you up to speed. Yeah. Like I said, um, Woodland Hills, twenty minutes away. I'm, I'm there. I am there. Hey, <laughs> Um, no, but it's, it's, it's universal. I think, um, over the last couple of years in, in California, I think you start to see people accept Southern foods, New Orleans style food, and, you know, they start to embrace it, you know, for, for what it is, which, which is a great thing, you know? So you, you see like, uh, Southern restaurants popping up here and there, uh, New Orleans spots, uh, there's one downtown I like to go to. Um, so which one uh, it's, is it's that? A good thing. Which one do you go to um, downtown? Do you know the name? Can you say it or no? <laughs> no, I, I I can say it. It's, it's, uh, there's one in Chinatown. It's um, a jewel of New Orleans. So there's um, serve good poor boys. So oh. they, they fly the fly the bread from New Orleans. So that I sounds so good. Uh, oh. It's it could be legit. So. Uh, poor boy, so oyster that, or that, shrimp. That's a good one. Poor boys. Um, shrimp. Uh, um, oyster or shrimp for you? Uh, half and half. Really? Okay. I've never done half and half. half. I like half I like them both equally, but I've never yeah. done half and half. That'd be an interesting. <laughs> I got. Okay, I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> yeah, you gotta write. You gotta write that down. That's but, um, usually like uh, catfish and shrimp or catfish and oyster. Ooh, you know, that hot sauce, you know, and just just dress it, made up, manage lettuce, tomatoes, and you good. Yeah, gotcha. Wow. Um, there was a question I was going to ask, and I can't remember what it was now. <laughs> Did I want to know how it was working with uh, Emerald? I love Emerald. Oh my god, I love his shows on on TV. Is he like as yeah, energetic as he looks? Uh yes, uh, yes. But you you also see the serious side. You you don't see the TV side. It's like okay, 
um, let's get to work. You know, um, you know, you have, you have to be on your game at all times, you know, because he, he demanded that level of perfection out of you as as he did out of himself. So that that um, so when he was there, you could see the passion, the intensity in his eyes. And I've, I've seen some some chefs that they, they got caught up. They got caught up in the TV celebrity and they, they would get behind. They would fall behind and he would let, let them have it. You know, so it's like, you know, you, you can't get caught up in that and just kind of just uh, do your job and just, you know, keep it professional. But it, it was a great experience. I mean, under him was a great team of chefs. So it was always something new to learn, um, new style, new food, new ingredients. So um, where I was cooking ingredients of the world other than um, re regional Louisiana cuisine. So it's it was it was always something that you're learning to really advance your uh, cooking techniques. Did he go bam a lot? The little bam. Like <laughs> I love it when he does a bam. It's like my favorite. <laughs> I know. I, I think they need, they need to bring that style back. You know, um, everything's competition based, but um, it's like people want to learn how to cook, not just watch competitions all the time. So yeah. um, I, I think that's what you want to see on food, food networks or cooking channels now nowadays. Yeah, I agree. So with that being said, um, this, this wasn't what I was going to ask you, but it, it brings up a question, you know, in the day and age now in the last 15 years, you know, the idea of celebrity chefs and super chefs and so on and so forth, whether it be, you know, obviously, you know, you know, Robert Irvine or, you know, mm. you know, you know, Emeril Lagasse, you know, all, all the ones that we have, you know, or, or Gordon Ramsay or whoever. Um, but a lot of those guys give the perception of just, I don't want to say this in the in a negative way, but of just being a dick in the kitchen. I mean, straight up, <laughs> you know. So, do you think when people watch stuff like that, you know, and say, do you think they're like sitting there saying to themselves, "Why would I ever want to work for someone like that? Why would I want to eat for someone like that?" I mean, do you think it gives chefs a bad name when you see that kind of stuff on TV so often? Um, I don't think so. Oh, I mean, I think that's how kitchens were um, back in the day, real hardcore. Because, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, they were just worse than that. I mean, um, like you'll see plates flying, you're getting cussed out. <laughs> but at, at, at the same time, it it, it brings the best because you, you know when you walk in, it, it's all business. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's no room for error. There's no room for flaw, even though you're going to make mistakes, but you – have to cook at the highest level and the, the demand is at the highest level. So, um, you know, when, when I see a chef, I see a chef get down, on, um, come down on the cook. Yeah. It's, it's not a problem. Huh. You know, e even though, you know, even people respond differently to different things, it's, it's not for the faint of heart. So, but nowadays move forward to 2020, you have to really channel that differently. And you kind of, you know, Channel their strengths and help build their weaknesses. So you know they're they're moving forward. They move forward as chefs, and uh, they can be progressive in their career. I gotcha. So, um, 
with that being said, also, if Food Network approached you and said, hey, we want you to be on Iron Chef, A, would you do it? And then B, who would you pick to, to go against? Old or new Iron wow. Chef. Wow. <laughs> I would do it. You would? I would do it. Okay. <laughs> who would I pick? Oh, yeah. man. I, I, I would have said, I would have said Bobby Flay, but he's not on there anymore. No, I said old um, or, or I said current or old. So if you want to go on some, so and, yeah, yeah. So I mean, if you want to say Bobby Flay, that's fine because I know he's not on there anymore. But but yeah, any any one of the Iron Chefs, yes. So Bobby Flay, uh, old old Bobby Flay, new. I, I would say Mark Forgio. Ooh, you know, yeah. These, these are two chefs I I admire a lot. And, you know, I, I, you know, I, I tell her some of my style to, to, uh, from that and why, why not go against them, you know, see, see what I have, see what I have to offer. <laughs> um, have you ever worked with either one of them? No, I haven't. No, I haven't. I've, I've, I've seen, um, um, Forgione at an event. We did the rooftop at the Iron Chef event for the New York Food and Wine Fest. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, people go around tasting your food, and but the the the, the theme was autumn bounties. So we had to take all these autumn vegetables and make some out of it. So this was when the the, the vegetarian movement. Um, so of course, we made vegetarian <laughs> tacos, and you know, we killed it. We I think we we served like like it was probably like three thousand tacos in wow. probably three or four hours. That's you know, crazy. And, you know, one of the iron chefs came back to our table, like it came to the table like four times. Like boom, kept coming back, kept coming back. So that was a testament of you know the product that we had. That's awesome. Wow. So being in LA, um, you don't again, my perception, because I've never been out there, but you don't see a lot of you know, those those hole in the wall really good food joints unless you go to like Chinatown or stuff like that. So, um, but when you do find those hole in the wall places, do you just say, screw it, I'm going to go try it? Or do you kind of say, Ooh, I don't know about this or, or how daring are you when it comes to trying new foods, new places, like whether it be a food truck or just that hole in the wall you've heard so much about, you know, have you ever been surprised by a place like that? Um, no, th- these are the places you want to try. These, these are the places, no matter where you are, that, that's putting their heart and soul into, into their passion, to their craft. You know, um, the mom and, the old school mom and pops, you know, that, that are still around or even the, um, the, the small independent restaurants that can be, uh, I, I guess you want, you could be labeled as a hole in the wall too. You know, you, you taste the full flavor, you taste the passion. Uh, about it and yeah I'll I'll give a pass all day all day long you know so I think in LA you know they're 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 gems gems Mm -hmm. in different spots of cities yeah you know you'll find great tacos you know that that you know some places they have they're they're popular but you go to like a mom pop joint or you can go to a food truck and you can have some bomb tacos yeah the best um, the best taco trucks are in LA I believe it. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, there there are spots because LA is, is wide and huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with like um 
with companies like Darden and Brinker, you know, uh, Chili's and Olive Garden and stuff like that, mm-hmm. do you think, right. you know, basically the McDonald's of, you know, sit down restaurants, you know, those two places, do you think that they're killing what food should be? Uh, yes. Yes. It's, I mean, because it becomes about turn and burn. Um, you know, get them in, get them out. You know, um, you don't feel anything about it. It's just, you're just going out for a bite to eat. You know, if, if you want to put it in that sense, if you're going with family or, you know, um, things like that, let's, let's go grab something to eat. You know, and that's, let's not go for an experience. Mm-hmm. So, are, are they killing the aspect of it? I think they are. To me, they are. Yeah, I agree. It also takes away the freedoms and the, you know, the creativity of a good, you know, cook or chef. Mm. Right. Right. And that's another thing too, you know, um, some chefs, you know, they, they get, they get comfortable in that space, you know, um, having stuff that's prepackaged, they just open sauces and stuff like that, just pour it and just get it ready. So, you know, it's in the, I mean, you understand why they have to do it because everything has to be uniform across the board, but, um, uh, you just don't taste the passion behind it. No, you don't. I mean, and that's why I love where I'm at. Cause we, in my town, mm-hmm. we literally have a Buffalo wild wings and a TGI Fridays and everything else is uh-huh. mom and pops. So right. I can find right. a good mom and pop burger joint, seafood place, you know, you know, American style, this French style that, I mean, I have literally everything at my fingertips here, all mom and pop wise. And that's one of the, right. Exactly. That I love. I can absolutely love that. Well, I think, um, America as a whole has gotten better over the years. You know, their, their palate has gotten better. They're willing to try more things, mm-hmm. more, more cuisines, more ethnic cuisines, and really expose themselves to good food versus the chains, mm-hmm. you know, chains and you know just turn and burn you know yeah so some you still got to drag them out like let's go let's let's try something new. let's try find a good pizza let's find um who has the best seafood who has the best chocolate oysters who has who has these things to really give you an experience you know so mm-hmm. because you got to look at restaurants get more and more expensive so if you're gonna you're gonna yeah. spend the money make it worth it yeah i agree because i mean like because where, where I was at in Florida, I mean, we were right near, you know, Darden Enterprises. I mean, the, 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 the mm-hmm. you know, the home base for Darden was in Orlando and or is in Orlando. And, you know, anytime mm-hmm. a, a good mom and pop place started coming up, you know, you, you start hearing rumblings of them. They would put an Olive Garden or a Red Lobster or a Seasons 52 or, you know, whatever they're, you know, whatever they got going on that week. And right. they would just, just try to demolish anything that they had going on. <laughs> so for the longest time, I I feared mom and pop places because, you know, they would get so – they would just come down on them so hard in Florida. Because it's all corporate mm-hmm. down there. I mean, every corner is a, you know, like I said, a Olive Garden, then a Chili's, and then a Golden Corral, and then a this, and then a that, and then a this, and then that. It's so corporate, and you know, right. the mom and pops come up for six months and then they're gone. And I was very, genuinely scared to, when I first got up here. I'm like, oh my god, there's nowhere to eat. <laughs> and I'm like, then one day right. we were walking on our downtown, and my wife's like, 
I've heard good things about this place. I'm like, I don't know. It kind of looks a little shady. And she goes, no, we're going to go eat here. And ever since that day, I was hooked. And Mm -hmm. I I rarely ever go to anywhere else other than a a mom and pop place. Because those those people know how to cook better than Mm -hmm. any. uh, Yeah. Yeah. You're you're getting authenticity of their their respective cuisine. Yeah. You know, um, not only that, but they're, they're telling their story. This is where I'm from. This is my heritage. This is what I grew up on. So you get to get the sense of that value also. So um, that, that's what I'll choose over a chain. Oh, me too. You know, mm-hmm. it, 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 if I'm in a chain, somebody had to drag me. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, yeah, let's go. Like, all right. <laughs> All right, so last question, and I'll let you go because I know you probably want to eat, and I know Nicole wants to eat too. Um, because <laughs> it's, it's that time of day over there on, on the West Coast. Hungry. Um, what where do you see your culinary career taking you next? I mean, do you want to open up your own restaurant? Do you want to please do? To, you know, do you want to, you know, move to Vegas? <laughs> I mean, I mean, what where do you want what do you see your next step or where do you want to go next? Uh, I, I think I, I do want a restaurant, um, it, you know, that, that Creole Cali fusion, something totally different. Um, kind of speak to my style of food, what I, what I love to cook and kind of introduce that to Los Angeles. Um, where in LA? Who knows? Who knows? Probably, um, I, I like Sherman Oaks and Studio City. I like the areas, you know, it's, it's easy. You know, it's good traffic, good flow. Um, yeah, on Ventura, right uh, on Ventura. <laughs> uh, the the one and only, right? <laughs> um, that uh, right now we're working on putting out an app, so we'll put a recipe app for those those home cooks Yay. that that get tired of cooking the same stuff over and over. So these are different things you can try seasonally. So um, food, our recipes always always be updated seasonally for. Uh, just people try at home, you know, try something different, you know, uh, step them outside their, their boxes and their lanes and kind of, you know, push their, push their palates for, for the dinner table. Um, also in the future, I would like to see products, you know, knives, pots, pans, things of that nature, just kind of just hitting the shelves, you know, some, some totally different, just building brand awareness across across the country so um that's what we're working on now and you know i think the i think the restaurant is probably the last thing that's that's probably the last focus you know but it's it seems like it's coming faster <laughs> it's, it's the last focus yeah oh man if you open that restaurant i will bring all my friends and be there all the time yeah <laughs> nicole and i will be first in line <laughs> oh dude that's like down the street from but my you, house you, i'll be there <laughs> but you know, I I, I do uh, uh, pop ups in LA, Nicole. So next next one, you have to come. Yeah, I would love to. I'm gonna follow you on Instagram right after this, and then I'm gonna have to watch out for all those. I'll be at every single thing you do. I love it. I love it. Yes. Hey, come come on up. <laughs> I appreciate it. But it's um it, it's it's giving uh, LA a different style, you know, because LA. I mean, there's a lot of restaurants, but there's a lot of room for growth in the city. Um, so, um, bringing, bringing that style can help, especially in the Valley area, um, help bring uh, something different to the Valley. 
Love it. That's awesome. I love that. Well, guys, you can follow um, Chef Rodeno at NolaChef212 on Instagram. Uh, and you can also go – what was your website again, Chef? Uh, my website is uh, RondinoCulinaryDesigns.com. Mm-hmm. You know, as you can see, my um, – my Instagram feed at NolaChef212. My Twitter is at Chef Ryan Rondino. Or you can, and you can follow me at uh, Facebook, Rondino Spice Collection and Rondino Culinary Designs. Well, Chef, it's been a pleasure talking to you tonight. Um, Definitely likewise. Yeah, thank you very much for taking your time out of your day to talk to us and um, give your give our listeners some, uh, some tips and give me some tips on stuff to do. Um, I really do appreciate <laughs> your time. Yeah, same. Anytime. Anytime, appreciate it. You'll oh, be hearing from me very oh. soon. Yeah, I was gonna say, don't you worry. I'm hitting you up right after this. She she is gonna DM you in like 10 minutes, bud. Literally. I'm like, I'm ready to go. <laughs> All right, Chef. Well, thank you very much, Merman. I hope you have a great rest of your day, and I hope that uh the coming out of COVID treats you well. Definitely. Likewise. Y'all be safe out there. You too now. Bye-bye. Thank you. All right. All right, bye-bye. <laughs> Oh God! How wow, fun. he's what so good, nice. What a good guy! What a good guy! All right, so let's take um a quick commercial break, and then we'll be right back to close out the show. Guys, I'm here to tell you all about the brand new revolutionary product for manscaping today: the Lawnmower 3.0, a product that will not nick your sack and make sure that your manhood stays protected the entire time you are shaving. So do yourself a favor and go to manscaped.com and use promo code SHUTUPCAMERON for 20% off the Perfect Package 3.0, which not only includes the Lawnmower 3.0, but it also includes ball toner, which helps prevent ingrown hairs. You get ball deodorant, which helps prevent chafing and man stank. You also get this awesome, sleek, stylish leather carrying case. Offer $99.99, and when you use that promo code, you get 20% off. Also, just released the Weed Whacker, the perfect nose and ear hair trimmer. So again, go to manscaped.com, use promo code SHUTUPCAMERON for 20% off. Trust me, your balls will thank you. Guys, ever wonder how I get this manly beard looking so good? It's all because of Viking Revolution. And at Viking Revolution, not only can you get some great beard bombs, but you can also get some great beard oils, as well as some awesome quick shower pads, which helps prevent you stanking up after the gym. Also, these great wet wipes, which help prevent, you know, stanky after you know, going doo-doo. And also some pomades and some other great products all at Viking Revolution. So do yourself a favor, go to dcproductions.com forward slash sponsors, click on the banner, and get yourself some of these great products. Viking Revolution, join the revolution. That was great. That Bravo. Can I just say, hold on. Bravo. <laughs> bravo. So, so recording those today <laughs> was, was the biggest pain in the ass ever. Let me just tell you <laughs> that was why because I, I wasn't working off. Why? Because I, I wasn't off working off a script. I was just working off a memory. So I would like just start. I would just start spitballing because I was just basically riffing, you know, what I knew about the products and how I, you know, what I wanted to say. And I would stumble on my words and then I would go back in and I would say it differently. And I would stumble on another word and it just eventually uh... got to, and I eventually just stopped, took a drink of coffee and I was like, okay. 
let's do this. <laughs> and then I nailed both of them like back to back. And I was like, oh, thank God. And then I just oh went there. Oh my God. Did some editing, did some tweaking. I was like, okay, these are perfect. That is funny. So literally I DM'd him right now over that commercial. So when <laughs> when you said 10 seconds, I said, I said, literally was not a lie. I DM'd you in 10 seconds after you hung up on the call. <laughs> Legitimately. He's like down the street from where, I mean, he's so close to me. I can't not. Yeah, he's he was awesome. He was not. amazingly awesome. That's so cool. So um, we're going to wrap it up here in a few minutes. I'm here, starving. I'm sorry. I am like, I, that's I'm fine. Like, I am like so foodied out right now. I'm like, I need to go make my tacos. I want to go make this. I want to go upstairs and make this. And Oh, man, I am hungry. So before Woo! we close it out tonight, I need to go on a little bit of a rant. Uh-oh. Yes. And this is an honest to God, serious rant that the child in me needs to say. Child in you needs to yes. say. So last night, probably for the 20th time, mm -hmm. I it was like I said, I was by myself on Father's Day. So I was like, you know, I'm going to do things I want to do. Mm -hmm. So I, I did some things around the house. I got some laundry done, did some, uh, you know, editing on some videos. I did some, uh, you know, graphics for the week. I did a lot of things for the show. Mm -hmm. Then I was like, you know, I want it. I'm gonna make some burgers for dinner. I made burgers and tater tots, and I wanted to watch a movie. So the movie I ended up watching for the twentieth time was Avengers Endgame. Okay. okay, the movie that came out last year and basically ended it all for the, yeah. for the whole thing. Yeah, you know, I'm a huge comic book nerd, as you can see from behind me. Oh, I couldn't tell. I couldn't <laughs> tell that at all. <laughs> um, you know, I told you guys last week that I wanted to change it up and maybe go away from the green screen and do something cool with my art. Um, cause I have tons of art pieces. This is even half of it, but anyway, so I was watching that movie again last night for the like 20th time and it got me like it does every single time that last sequence from when everyone starts coming back and, you know, Falcon yells at, uh, cap in, in his ear and says on your left. And the next thing you know, you see, uh, you know, black Panther and Okoye walking through and then, you know, Spider-Man comes back and, the, you know, the tears in my eyes, just I start bawling like a child. It's like picking up that first comic book when I was eight years old all over again. And watching that sequence just doesn't get old. I can go back and as soon as this program is over, I can go rewatch it again. And it's like the first time I ever watched it, you know, and then to see that final lineup and then to hear Captain America after 10 years finally say Avengers Assemble just still gets me to this day. And the whole, but the whole entire movie, Robert Downey Jr. Just does something magical on screen from start to finish from when he was lost in space to the time that he passes away. Robert Downey Jr. Does something that I've, you know, rarely ever seen on screen. And it is an, an amazing, amazing performance. What I loved about it was the fact, you know, the writer said, hey, the guy who started it all is the one that's going to finish it. You know, Iron Man, you know, was the first Avenger on screen. He was the, and he was also the one that died at the end there too. You know, basically saving it all, you know, so he created it and he saved it too. And the performance that he put behind that was like, he knew that he wanted to portray Hey, I started it and I'm going to finish it. And it came through every sentence, every moment, every eye look, every 
gesture that he made throughout that entire movie spoke volumes to that whole premise. And for him to not even be nominated because he didn't want to pander to the, the Oscar people. He didn't want to, he didn't want the studio to pander to them. He, because we all know how it works. You have to pander to them. You have to send them this. You have to work for this. And you have to, you know, basically campaign for your right to be in there. They don't just sit around and say, oh, this is a great fucking movie. They did a great fucking job. Let's nominate him. They don't, that's not how it works. And as much as Joaquin Phoenix did a great job in Joker, I'm sorry, but he did not deserve that Oscar this year for that role. That movie was great. And it was the best good thing. It was the best thing that DC's done in a long time. However, Marvel did something, for lack of a better word, marvelous with Endgame. With Endgame. Um, and it is a movie that quickly became my favorite movie of all time. And it will probably be that way for the longest time until something Marvel does even better. Um, but over 20, no, no, 30 years. Oh my God, I'm old. 30 what? years that I've been reading comic books and collecting comic books and studying and learning about the multiverse and all this other stuff that I do that just makes me feel like a child and gets me all, <laughs> gets me all nerdy to see that finally come to fruition on screen. You know, even though it's been building for 10 years and I knew it was coming and I saw bits and pieces of it with, you know, Ultron or the first Avengers or whatever else. But, you know, and then with Infinity War, we saw a lot of that. But then with Endgame to get every every hero we've met over a 10 year period on screen at the exact same time. And then for him to say what he said and then for the, you know, the way the whole thing went down with Robert Downey Jr. For him to not get a nomination and not win best male actor is a fucking crime on cinema bottom line fucking horrible fuck you and the academy for that bullshit i'm sorry joaquin phoenix if you ever come on the show i'll tell you to your face you did not deserve that oscar oh my god rdj did and he wasn't even nominated i don't think you're alone in that though i i, I truly don't think you're you're the only one that feels this way derek like, I feel like people are going to listen to this and be like, yes, finally, someone else who agrees with me, you know? Yeah. But I mean, honestly, like, I, there's a lot of times I watch those shows. I don't agree with half the shit either. I just, it's a political, it's very political. I mean, you know, there's, yeah. so, there's very political and there's all this, like you just kind of said in your, in your rant, it, there's all these things that, you know, it's like, well, that's, that actor didn't deserve that. That movie didn't deserve that nomination. What's, you know, I don't know. I don't try. I try not to take that kind of stuff too serious. I mean, it's serious. The actors and movie, right? You know, any like filmmakers, they dream of getting a certain award in their life. That no matter if you're TV, movies, whatever, like you might dream of an Oscar, you might dream of an Emmy or whatever, but it's just the way to get there. The road to get that award is so yeah. political, you know? Yeah. I think, in my opinion, you know, the People's Choice Awards. And then the SAG awards are probably the most credible because it's actors voting for other actors in, in the, in the SAG awards. And then obviously people choice is the people's fucking choice. Yeah. Right. Um, right. So, I mean, those two are the most credible, but I mean, the last time I saw 
you know, I, I've, I don't think I've ever said, oh, yeah, he definitely deserved to win that Oscar. You know, or I, I can say, oh, I can see why, you know, on these versus those people, why they deserve to win. Mm-hmm. But like there were so many other people that didn't pander to the Academy that should have won or should sure. have at least been nominated in every year. Right, right. I mean, I remember one year, it was years ago, there was a movie with Mickey Rourke where Mickey Rourke was making his comeback. Oh. The Wrestler. Yeah. What happened? He, did he get nominated for anything? He did. So he was nominated for the Golden Globe, the Prickles okay. Choice, the SAG yeah. Award. He won every That's right. award except for the Oscar. Okay. So it's that that just tells you right there. There's a prime example of a situation where you know that the Oscar is bullshit. You know, a long time ago it meant something. But now it's all about who's asked, do you kiss more? Who how much money and how many how much gifts and how much this and that can you throw at these people? And it is it sucks. You know, you know, when you go on going to Rotten Tomatoes and you see critics are saying it's a 50 percent, but the audience is giving it a 92 percent. Yeah, it's like, so why even fucking bother? What What do critics even need? What do we even need the critics for these days? It's true. They completely disagree. Oh, well, the cinematography was okay, but the no, no, if the people go and want to watch that movie and are taking their time out of their day to, to log on to Rotten Tomatoes and say, Hey, this is I certify this fresh, and I think it, they did a good fucking job, but for them to come around and say, Oh, they did a shitty ass job. I mean, yeah. it's very, it's very, very, very rare to where the, the critics match up with the people, right. I don't care how much right. schooling you went to. I don't care if you went to, you know, this school or that school and went to acting and know about cinematography and, you know, how to direct a movie and all this other crap. If you're not seeing what the people see, then you have no right to comment. Right. It's all how you have to cater to the audience. Which you do. Is, you know, and it's like, it's like a Yelp. Think of Yelp. It's like people comment on business, right? Yep. I, I, Look, I go based on those reviews. If I'm booking something, if I'm looking for something in an area, a certain area, I you better believe I'm looking at the ratings from the people, the people that go to those establishments and do that. So if a movie, if people, because I mean, yeah, like it's like music reviewers. You know, I could review an album and I could rate it differently than Joe Schmo. Yeah. But it's all it's all point of view and perspective, and it's all based on the the listener or the viewer. So if a critic's rating different things than a, a normal person going to a movie, it just, it doesn't balance out. It really makes no sense. hundred percent agree with you. hundred percent agree you know? with you. And again, I think that the biggest example of that is this year with Robert Downey Jr. And you know, his performance as Iron Man and Endgame. Yeah. He, there was, that was a performance of a lifetime. Truly, truly, I, love him. Was. I think he's he's amazing. He's an amazing actor, and, and he's incredible. for him to well, for him to come back from what he went through. I mean, the stuff that he did in the nineties and early two thousands was just, you know, cringeworthy. I mean, he had that that same persona that uh, that Charlie Sheen had, and you know, Charlie Sheen made his comeback, and you know, he's kind of made his way back into you know, you know, good graces of people. But what Robert Downey Jr. did 
And for, at the time, it was just Marvel Studios before they sold to Disney, mm -hmm. you know, for Kevin Feige and for, um, you know, uh, shit, what's his name? Um, what are you talking I about? Um, I can't think of Marvel. his name. The, the, uh, the, the original director of uh, Iron Man. Um, oh, hold on. If you um, think he played happy in the movie too. Um, crap. What? It's John? My mind. Uh, John, um, John Favreau, John Favreau. Thank you. You're um, so, you know, I got you. for John Favreau and Kevin Feige to say, Hey, you know, let's do something with this guy, you know, despite his past and showed him, show them, you know, and took a character that at the time was a minor low level Marvel character. It wasn't on the level of a Captain America. It wasn't on the level of a Spider-Man. It wasn't on the level of a Captain Marvel or anything else like that. It was just a, a you know, in your average everyday, you know, as weird as that sounds, comic yeah. book character. Yeah. yeah. He wasn't anything special. And then for Robert Downey Jr. to make it to one of the most popular character book characters of today. And then over a 10-year time period, he played that character countless times in that of those 23 movies, he was in more than any other character. And for him to basically be able to do that for as long as he did and then still pull off that amazing one last performance. I mean, that clip of him at the very, very end, you know, getting the Infinity Stones and, you know, Thanos says, I am inevitable. And he's like, yeah, well, I am and then that that dramatic pause of just amazingness and says iron man and snaps his fingers you just you're about to cry aren't you no i cried last night i'm done with it I, I'm, <laughs> I, now i'm just being passionate about it but no i mean that's just my two cents i needed to yeah i, I was so upset last night after finishing watching it I was about to come just go live randomly and bitch about it, but I'm like, you know, I'll save it for the show tomorrow. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> but um, well, I'll tell my friends at the Academy how you feel. How about that? Yeah, please. If you have any Academy friends, let them know. I do. I actually I'm, really do. Truly. It's. Yeah, it's crap. There's, I mean, there's a lot behind that. Stuff is, ever, you know, politics. Paul, I'll just say politics. We know about politics. politics. It is. It's, it's, it's. I mean, every industry has that too. Every industry yes. has that bullshit. You know, it, it's. Yeah. It is. It's. It's entertainment industry. It's every industry, but entertainment industry. It's everywhere. Politics are everywhere. It sucks. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, it, and it's sad because the the best ones don't get recognized. Yeah, but by the true fans, they they know. They know. Yeah. They you do. know. They know. The you know the last time I remember a performance that won an Oscar that I deemed, in my opinion, now I'm nobody. I'm just a a fan that was Oscar worthy, and then actually got the Oscar was um. <gasps> see, I, I'm drawing a blank. Exactly. I'm exactly. So angry. Um. No, I have the movie in my head. Oh. Um. Million Dollar Baby. Okay, yeah, that, um, with, um, amazing movie. With what's her name? Uh, uh, the, uh, I I know, yeah, yeah. I love that movie. I but love she that. won, she won best female actress that year, 
And that movie was phenomenal and her performance in it was phenomenal. So Million Dollar Baby, I think in my opinion, was the last time. Yeah, who was that? Hold on. Um, I, hold on. It's going to drive me nuts. She's who been shit on. She's been shit on a lot since then. Hold um, on. Yeah, I can't think of Million her name. Million Dollar Baby. Uh, Hillary Swank. Hillary Swank. There yeah, we Hillary go. Hillary Swank. I was like, I think yeah, it's, it's Hillary Swank, but yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Hillary Swank did a great job with that one. Um, you know, but then, yeah. It, yeah, it just it sucks. It really does, and I get it. I get it. It's all about the politicking, you know. Disney says, "Oh, this person should win," so let's go ahead and send a free screening of all these movies, this movie, to all the different people, and we'll all send them a Rolex along with that, and let's hope that that works. And then we're gonna put up billboards, vote for so and so, and then they're gonna do this, and then they're gonna do that. Welcome to welcome to Entertainment LA. Yeah, I get I mean, it. It I've is. known about it for, I mean, I've known about it for years. Like I said, I mean, I've been in this, in this entertainment business for 20 years. And just because I've never lived on the West coast doesn't mean I, I don't know what, what goes on. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, being on the East coast in Florida, you know, cause I mean, that's has an up and coming situation as well. I've been in New York. I see what happens. I know how it all goes down. Um, but it's, it's, it's sad when the, the best players in the game don't get recognized because they didn't buy a Rolex for one of the, Academy members. Mic drop. Yeah. So I can't I can't do a mic drop anymore. I got a boom now. Oh, true. <laughs> boom, boom drop. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. But so that was my little rant tonight. Um do you feel better? Do you feel better? I do. Now? I See? do. I've been building that all day in my head. The I'm whole like, I need point to... of a rant is to feel better after. Exactly. And so. I wasn't, and I wasn't like yelling. I, I was calm. You were, about you it. were calm. You were calm about it. You know, and I used valid points. You, you use valid points. You only said, you know, fuck you, fuck you. Like maybe twice or three times. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. For especially me, for, especially for being, for being you and being hungry. I'm sure after our food talk. Yeah, well, again, I had a pizza beforehand. Yeah, and I, now did. I'm hungry I did. I did not have pizza. I had no fucking pizza. I should have asked him if he knows Lucifer's pizza. I like Luc Lucifer's is a one-off. LA, surprisingly, though, has a lot of small mom-pa restaurants. It really does. The food the food out here is pretty it's pretty good. You know, there's a lot of good hole-in-the-walls, especially in um, downtown LA. Downtown LA has a lot of great foodie spots. So I, the one thing I know about LA food. Uh, obviously, I watch a lot of you know Food Network and stuff like that. But there's a a a movie, um, a Disney movie that has a, a family move to. It's either San Francisco or you know in the in that area or somewhere along those lines. And um, they uh, it was Inside Out. Mm. Okay, and they go to get some pizza, and they're um, they have a pizza that's like has broccoli on it yeah. and anger says congratulations san francisco you've ruined pizza yeah. <laughs> um or california whatever he says but either way he just says you've ruined pizza and it just i just i'll, I'll never forget that scene and if i ever go into a, a california pizza place and i see broccoli on a pizza i'm gonna be like ah i get it now <laughs> well i mean you just don't order the broccoli pizza no, I'd, give me a pepperoni mushroom. There's That's lots of different like. pizzas. 
I'm just a. Then that's what you a, order. But there you can you can order a broccoli pizza. That's what I'm saying. Is there's so many different kinds of pizza. I mean, you can order a vegetable pizza that has veggies on it. Yes. And it's gonna have maybe some broccoli on it. Whatever you get the meaty one. Let but someone never, else who's vegan or. I've whatever, never seen get the a, other one. You know, a vegetarian pizza with broccoli on it though. You know, peppers, well, onions, mushrooms. You know, tomatoes. But broccoli? California Pizza Kitchen has a Japanese eggplant broccolini pizza. I think. Interesting. I've never had it because I actually don't like broccoli on my pizza either. I like broccoli by itself. Me too. But I I think they have a broccolini pizza. I think. You know what? I've never been to California Pizza Kitchen. Don't go. It's a chain. You'll hate I, it. I don't. I know. I'm just saying I've never been, so I have no idea, yeah. and I have no desire to go either. It's it's it, it, no. <laughs> I have three amazing mom and pop joints in town for for uh, pizza and Italian food. I have no desire to go anywhere else. Yeah. I have my little, there's little spots here too that we, yeah. that are really good. But with that, dude, I'm fucking hungry. I think my, yep. my mom just texted me like, we need to make dinner soon. Hurry up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But anyway, um, uh, that was good. Guys, he was, he was awesome. He really was. So, um, guys, we really appreciate you guys with you tonight. Um, chef, um, Rondino was a fucking amazing. Um, tomorrow, catch me by myself um, with April Doyle of April in the Velvet Room, and then April Doyle, on, Doyle. I like that name, Doyle. Doyle. Yeah. And then on Wednesday, we have Terrence Patterson, CEO of Paragon Entertainment. Then Thursday, we have Kid Capri. Yeah. And then Friday, we have Ashley Brinton, or otherwise known as AB. So A B A Y E B. Oh. Yeah. So we have a chef. We've got a classical musician tomorrow. Then we've got a CEO and entertainer on Wednesday. And then we have two rappers back to back on Friday, Thursday and Friday. Um but Kid Capri is the one I'm looking forward to the most. I mean, that guy is Grammy Award winning and everything like that. So um yeah, that's going to be an awesome, awesome interview. But I'm looking forward to tomorrow as well. Um, I got two by myself this week and then three with you or now two with you, two left with you. Two so. left, yeah. Yeah. So um, and then next week um, I'll post about who we got for the next week as well. Um, we're turning into an interview-only show, by the way. <laughs> Which is fine. You just have to let me know when we have time because I want to try and get some more musicians on. Oh, absolutely. Um, so – yeah, I mean, we'll talk, we'll talk about it off. We'll talk, we'll talk about, about it. it off air. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, so um, that's pretty much all I got for tonight. Anything else from you, Nicole? Hell no! I can't wait to go fucking eat. Go, we'll go eat and enjoy the rest of your evening. <laughs> I'm um, like, I'm ready to eat some food with Chef in Mind. Season spice, spice, spice. Exactly. Season that food. <laughs> Season but that fish, way, baby. Exactly. So from myself and from the lovely, beautiful goddess of Los Angeles, Nicole Carson, we bid you guys adieu. I will be back tomorrow, same time, same channel. And stay heavy, stay healthy. And and Mia says night-night. And Mia says night-night. See you guys. Have a good one. Peace.